This is the News Radio 1140 WRVA Home Show with Richard McCann. You've got questions, he's got answers. You've got problems, he's got solutions. Call 345-1140 now. That's 345-1140. Now, here to solve the questions, conundrums, and riddles about home ownership is Richard McCann. Good Saturday morning. The Home Show is live, large, and in charge with me, your humble home improvement guru, Richard McCann. Welcome, everybody. If, uh, if you listen to the earlier show, uh, I hope you're noticing. I'm feeling so much better than I did this morning because this morning I felt like death. <laughs> My producer came in. Kyle comes in and goes, are you okay? You don't look so good. I think it was more along the lines of, are you going to die? It. I slept terribly last night because i had to sleep on the couch see as men one of the things we should learn to look for is to invest in a good sleeping couch oh now see i used to sell furniture and yes that was a feature i went for all the time but i just i got all worked up yesterday and then well the whole day started with my cat being a pain she comes over Starts rubbing against me as I'm sitting down trying to watch the news and then knocks over a glass and shatters it. So, of course, I get mad, pop her on the butt, said, get down, your bad cat. She went and peed on my bed. That's, that's one of the reasons I do like dogs better than cats. The dog is not going to get up and pee on your bed. Cat, they get mad, they'll go do something nasty and vindictive like that. You're just mad because she asserted her dominance over you. Not dominance at all, man. She's just not going to be allowed to sleep in there ever again. What, what you realize, it's it's a cat. It, that means it is in control of everything in that house. Well, partially. You're just living in it. <laughs> partially. Yeah, you are actually. Here's the funny thing. Virginia state law states pretty clearly you don't own a cat. If your cat gets up and moves across the street to the next door neighbor's house and they feed it and it wants to stay there, it, it's their cat. You can't. Own, you can own a dog. You can go back and get your dog, but the cat. Nope. Sorry. So, I've got to get a mattress cleaned now. Fortunately, see the, the reason I bring it up because this isn't the first time this has happened. I've had another cat did this ten years ago, and uh, back then, if I wanted to do something about it, I had to use uh, some of your standard stuff like vinegar. That was one thing people said. Put vinegar on it. That'll kill the smell. It really doesn't. In fact, if anything, it makes it a little bit worse. Well, then it just smells like vinegar. Yeah. And pee. And see, cat urine has got a lot of crystals in it. It's, it's ammonia crystals. And it's unlike anything else. You know, anything else you can clean up pretty easily. It's just something about the cat. And so uh, that's, you know, 10 years ago and uh, my cat Titus, she was getting old. It wasn't her fault. She wasn't being mean. She was just getting old. And... Um, I tried everything, and I, I tried everything all the way to until I found miracle. Uh, nature's miracle is one of the names you'll see thrown out there for cleaning up pet uh, odors and pet stains. And I got to say, it kind of works. I can't say that it works fully. On other animals, it would probably work much better. But, you know, we've had Terry Martin from ChemDry in here, and he's the one that edumacated me on... Uh, how to get rid of this stuff. And what they use is a product called PERT. And it's uh, it actually gets down and breaks down the actual crystals that are in uh, the kitty pee. So I'm not trying to be gross to anybody that's sitting there going eating their breakfast, by the way. I really am not. But, I mean, it's one of these things that happens. You, get, you have pets, they're going to have an accident. Somewhere in that house, it's going to happen. The office at my house still reeks of dog pee. Yeah? My brother's dog... Uh... 
had accident when he was little. He did. It used to be he hated to be left alone, and he would just go to the bathroom out of, I guess, fear. Not fear. That's vindictiveness. <laughs> it might also be that too, but Dad swears it since it's concrete underneath the carpet in there, it's never coming out because it's in that concrete. Well, what you can do is you you, you can get it out with pert. So you better be nice to Terry Martin next time I have him in here. That way you can get some. But I mean, it's I'm nice to all your guests. That's true. That's true. Oh, by the way, in next month, Angela Fortune is coming back in from the city of Richmond. The lovely lady who says, "If you smell gas, get out." She was one. Of, she's one of my favorite guests. She's going to be coming in in August. Uh, so what I've got to do now, okay? If one is, I got to keep the uh, the bedroom closed, of course, because what happens is once a pet marks a spot an area, no matter what you do to clean it up, that's still going to have some residual of that scent. They're still going to think that's a place to do that horrible, nasty business. So uh, fortunately, like I said, I can get my hands on the pert. I'm going to have them come in. And uh, it's it's pretty interesting stuff. It, you mix it in you know, one bag, which is about a cup worth of this stuff, to uh, a gallon of very, 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 very hot water. Now, I actually, if I had not, <laughs> if I had replaced my boots earlier, I would already have the material to clean the mattress. But see, here's what happened is I had a pair of boots that I, I loved. And as if, if you listen to the earlier show, you know, once I strap in those things, they don't come off my feet until the end of the day. When it's done, the day is over. I don't, every single time I walk around my house barefoot, I stub my toe. Every single solitary time. Walked it through the house the other day, boom, right up against my uh, exercise bike. But so my last pair of boots, I was, you know, I was saving up some money to buy a new pair, and they were just awful. They smelled so bad because I wore them every single solitary day. And it got to the point, I'm not trying to be gross, remember, it got to the point I thought, the cat has had an accident in here. Has to be. That's what I smell. I smell that ammonia smell. And then I realized it was my boots. And I'm like, well, there has to be something to be done about this. There has to be a way to clean it. And I tried all the, the, the normal stuff. I tried boiling hot water, right? You know, boiling hot water in a tea kettle, boop, down into the boots. That'll kill any bacteria that's in there. And they'll be fine, right? That'll work. Yes, great. Not so much. Poured the boiling water in, let it sit for a you know, couple hours. Poured it out, let them dry in the sun. Oh, horrible. I tried baking soda. Someone said, pour baking soda in there. I'm like, okay, I'll try that. No, it didn't work. So finally, I just got to the point. I'm like, you know what? It reminds me of a pet stain. It smells like a pet stain. I'm going to use this pet stain killer. And I called I called up Terry. I'm like, so Terry, um, what do you think about me using the pert that you gave me on the interior of my boots? And his response was, How much do you like those boots? <laughs> and I said, Well, I like them a great deal. Thank you very much. He goes, Well, here's the deal. You you can try it. You can you can you can pour it in. But there is the chance that the pert is going to break down the glue that holds your boots together. And all I could think was, I don't care. 
I'll do anything at this point. You know, if they fall apart, who cares? I can't wear them anyway because I'm not going to walk around smelling bad. Again, one of the, the great joys of quitting smoking is I can smell everything. I'm not p- too pleased with myself at the moment. And so I mixed up this stuff, boiling hot water, poured it in, knock on wood. That was six months ago. That pair of boots still smells pretty fresh. So now the next step is going to be, can I clean the mattress and can I clean it well? And I'm, I'm thinking I can. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'd be happy enough to get rid of the mattress because I don't like the way it feels anyway. I, I, need, a, I need a different mattress from my, bra, uh, my uh, back. So if I can't clean it, I have to buy a mattress. Richard McCann on News Radio 1140 WIVA. This, my friends, is the home show. 345 1140 is the phone number. If you have a home improvement question, query, conundrum, riddle, something going on in your world, you let me know. I'm going to jump right in. And Helen? Yes. How are you today? I'm doing fairly well in yourself. I got to clean a mattress. Oh, goodness gracious. Look, I don't understand. I've been listening to you forever and ages, and I love your program. The the earlier and the later ones, too. And I'm wondering, you know, every now and then you hear that people have problems with cats inside. I've always said kitties inside. Of course, they are spayed and neutered, you know, and all that. Mm -hmm. But... uh, uh, you know, the only cat that, one of the cats, when I come in the door, she began to yell at me real loud, like, where have you been? Why did you leave us so alone? I get, you know? the, I get that same thing, like, meh, meh. And I'm like, I was gone. When I get home, because I've been gone since 1 o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. she's going to lose her mind when I get home. Goodness. You know, and dogs are the same way. They love their master, and the kitties love their servants. You know, so this is how it goes. But the kitties also, love their servants. Also, <laughs> when they get older, as we all do, they have health problems. Perhaps, you know, they have everything. We have kidneys. Well, see, here's, here's the thing. One, I've only had this. I've had lots of different cats, but I've only had this problem, mm-hmm. marking my getting vindictive, if you will, mm-hmm. yes. with, with tabbies. Tabby cats seem to do it. Uh, my cat also has uh, FIV. Oh my goodness! So I mean, she can't, I can't get another cat to keep her company unless it also has FIV. So uh, well, but you I, are. A, I tell you one thing: you are a kind, dear. Not only smart, but you are a kind and dear person. Aww. God bless you for taking care of a cat, man. Nothing well. like it. And think of the lion. You know, it's a big kitty cat. So. It's and... a big kitty cat that'll eat you. Although I'm, I'm fairly certain. I am fairly certain my cat, if it was full size lion, it would oh. eat me. I'm sure oh. it would. So just, you're just joking, I know. But anyway, God bless you and thank you for your program. Thank you, Helen. Where are you from? Where am I from? Yes. Uh, I'm. Uh, goodness gracious, my accent again. I shouldn't have an accent. Let me tell you. One of these days, I'll call up and tell you the whole story. Okay. Okay, you do that. Okay. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. <laughs> no, your cat. If it was a if a cat was a like the size of a tiger, I don't care. It would eat you. The fact I learned this week: uh, cheetahs don't roar. Interesting. Cheetahs meow. Okay. Well, let me add to that um, that a little bit of information for you. A mountain lion, if you get it as a cub, as it's like it's just you know, you raise it as a house cat, it becomes a house cat. That would be cool. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Leslie and Quentin. Hi, Richard. I understand your shoe problem. I had to throw away really nice shoes. So I even went to my podiatrist and said, what can you do? And he said, here, take this. 
So it was a bottle, and it kills bacteria. I'm reading from it. Spores, <laughs> fungus, and it has, what is that? Silver. Is it colloidal silver? Okay. Colloidal silver. And you spray it in at night, you let it dry overnight, and the next morning it's better. And if you keep doing it several nights, it will be like you'll have brand new shoes. Okay. Well, actually, I just got a pair of brand new shoes, so I'm pretty excited about that. But, no. may, Leslie, may, let me give you a suggestion now. Okay. Okay. Um, socks. Mm-hmm. I have learned, I, I, I got a pair of socks from 511. Uh, that's a, a friend of mine runs, uh, works that company. And uh, they had copper filament in them. They're about $10 a pair, but the copper acts as a fungicide. And mm-hmm. so it will, if you, it will help your feet and it will help your shoes by getting the copper filamented uh, socks. I like that, and that would work great for work boots, but not for my dress shoes. No, 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 not no, so not with your dress shoes. I was just saying for the tennis shoes and stuff like that, although now I'm picturing... A woman's leg wearing like a black high men's sock. In yeah, a, in yeah, a high not, heel. Not, not so good. But hey, so this clean sweep stuff has saved my shoes. Clean sweep is that what it's called? It's called clean sweep. Interesting. I will look into it. Thank you so much, Leslie. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. What can I say? I'm a man. I'm gross. It's just gotten worse. Yes. My brother had this problem with. But he was he played baseball during high school, so you know he was the cleats. His cleats didn't allow much, you know, air breathing, and well, that and he sweat a lot. And I kid you not, his socks he would leave them in his truck every now and then, and it would reek of what sounds like cat. What smells like cat? That's not good. It's not good. And then you got baseball guys are all like you know superstitious, so he's probably like these are my lucky socks. If I don't wash them, I'll keep winning. I don't know. I don't know. But look, what I will say is this. Um, and I talked about it earlier, when the Chilean miners got trapped underground, um, of course, if you've seen the movie, wasn't that good, uh, they bored a hole down to them. And one of the first things they sent down was food and water, of course. Um, But one of the next things they sent down were socks, socks with copper filament in them because they were in water. They had water down there, and they didn't want them to essentially get trench foot. David in the East End. David. Hello? Hello. Yeah. I got a radio on. I hope you can't hear it, but anyway, I can't get to it. Uh, There is a solution available called Urine Away that will get rid of the cat odor. I know from personal experience. (laughs) Okay. You can get it from your local vet. All right. I'll do that. I think. And my local vet is the one that supplies it, and she brings it home from work. Well, if you're at the if you're in the East End, you're what going to one of the two vets out there on uh, Route Five? My dear bride. Ah, there you go. But she uh, gifted by the gallon. <laughs> and, uh, God, we got one cat that's got a personality problem, and uh, it's something in that psyche. He's a yellow cat, but anyway. Hey, David, I need some of those pills that kill the fleas. Can you score that for me? Yeah, if you go see her, she's not going to give me anything without her. <laughs> if, I take a, if I take a cat, she's going to examine it, her own cat, before she writes prescription. Ah, see, that's what I'm trying to avoid. All right, well, thanks, David. I'm running out of time. I right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> the cat has a disciplinary problem. Look, we love them, we care for them, but they're going to, you know, they're going to do what they want to do, and that's, 
you know, I've, it was one of the few times, I, I'll be honest with you, that I left the door to my bedroom open because I was so traumatized by this happening, you know, a long time ago with yet another different cat. It's okay. I mean, if I need to buy a new mattress, I'll buy a new mattress. In fact, when we get back, I'll tell you the trick to buying the right mattress for you because there is a trick to it, and I bet you most people don't know what it is. Oh, I just lay on it. It feels good. Nope. That's not how it works. Richard McCann on News Radio 1140 WRBA. This is the home show. 345 1140 is the phone number. Uh, Jeannie Powers wrote in uh, Richard, you can buy the flea pills from, the, from PetSmart. I didn't know that. Uh, they kill normally 30 minutes to an hour, but they are not long lasting as the not they are not long lasting as the monthly flea meds are. Jeannie, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm going to correct your English there a little bit. Sorry. They're not as long lasting as the monthly flea. Just just say thank you though. Thank you, you know. The, one of the things, I've been talking about that for a while. I've been vacuuming every single day, every single day, vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. And uh, they're still coming back with a vengeance. And what I'm saying, and I, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. We didn't have a cold enough winter. So all of the critters out there that usually die in the, in the freeze didn't. They're already talking about ticks are going to be a very big problem this year. And, you know, they carry some pretty nasty diseases. So uh, please, please, if you're sending, if you're going out and about into nature, sending the kids out and about, uh, please remember to check them over when they get back uh, for fleas and ticks and uh, remove them carefully. Remember, it takes a tweezers. You grab them right at the head and you pull out slowly. You don't want to leave the head in behind. Now, I was, uh, I was talking earlier. I said something about a mattress. My mattress got stained i'm hoping i can clean it i i have the you know i have the the friends to help i got the tools i got the talent so everything should be okay with this mattress if once we get it all treated and what it's gonna have to do is treat the whole darn thing and then it's gonna have to air dry for until it's dry what can i say i'm gonna leave it in a room with a fan on it that'll happen but if i need to replace my mattress you know how to buy a mattress that's right for you. I will tell you all about it. But first, three, four, five, eleven, forty, and Mike. Good morning. What are you doing in Petersburg? Sweating. No, <laughs> you and everybody else. People don't understand how hot hot is. Look, I got a question. I got a trailer, right? It's down in Urbana, down in Topping, Virginia. Okay. And every year, I take the hose loose from where the campground water supply is and goes to the trailer. And I mix in antifreeze or whatever, and you know, make sure nothing's going to freeze. Well, last year, I, I, something weird happened is that algae seems to have grown in the hose from the supply to the trailer. Now I'm it looks like a my my shower head every once in a while like a salad sheet. I got little green particles out of it, and then oh. the, the thing will completely stop up. I dismantle it, clean it back out. Now the fill valve in the toilet's gone bad. The sink in the kitchen sometimes doesn't have water, and then sometimes it does. I can't find a filter in it, although I know there's one somewhere. Is there anything that'll eat that algae up in, like, bleach or something? Uh, bleach? No. Well, I don't know how you'd inject it into your plumbing. That's what I'm really... Well, I think what it is is, that, is the water that stood in the pipe, in the, in the 100 foot of hose, 
between the bib and the trailer had water standing in it, and the algae grew in there. Because well, you, okay, but you have replaced that hose, right? It's been replaced several times. I didn't replace it this year. I think what that's going to become is an annual thing. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to make sure it's disconnected, drained out, and uh, and hung up. That will help. I mean, because the neat thing about a hose is as you start to roll it up, it will act, you know, it siphons itself out. Yeah. Uh, but how would I, in- okay, let me think on this for one second. How would I inject something into your plumbing? Because it needs to be a fungicide of some type. But okay, just- I've, got a, I've got an actual, I've got a... Uh, Electric pump. See, mm-hmm. see, the campground turns the water off in November. Of course. So I've got two 55-gallon drums full of uh, just water for the toilet. And, you know, I'm not going to drink it or anything. So you use it for just, you know, basically flushing the toilet. I'm going to take showers with this stuff. Okay. And it's got an electric pump with a 12-volt battery that goes to that. I thought if I could hook something into that system with a fungicide and run it through. but Well, and, I'll put it to you this way. Have you ever, ever heard of shocking a well? Yes. Okay. When we shock a well, what we do is we take a five-gallon bucket, we put in four gallons of water and one gallon of regular everyday bleach, mm-hmm. and we pour it down the sides of the well. Now, yes, the, the water is going to smell a little funky for a few days, but it's not going to hurt you. I mean, bleach, you, they say you can, you can drink bleach. I wouldn't recommend it. What would uh, you mix that with, actually? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bleach and tequila. Oh. Uh, my bleach and gin, they, t- they taste about the same to me. Um, so anyway, what I would think to do is take one of your 50, you said a 55-gallon drum? Yeah. Okay, so we're talking a four-to-one ratio. If you, you know, so you pour the bleach into one of those drums and then just pump it through your system. Just run 55 gallons of water through it. Yeah. I'm going to do something. I think what it's going to become is become an annual event. Just change out the hose because it's not that expensive just to prevent this from happening. Because this is aggravating because I'm not there. The wife calls and says, we got no water in the shower. Sorry, go to the bathhouse. Well, you know what? I mean, they also, instead of using bleach, you could go to a plumbing supply house and uh, get the bleach tablets that we use um, for wells. Because every now and then you'll be driving along and you'll see a well that has this weird black box on the very top of it. And what that is is that is a bleach tablet injector and it is designed that for every amount a uh, couple of minutes uh, that the tank uh, the pump runs it will drop a tablet cool so i mean it, it it coincides with the running of the pump but you can get those tablets i mean when i was putting in pumps as soon as the pump was done i would just grab a whole fistful of those tablets and then just chuck them down the well um and that would be a little bit safer than you know than doing that with just the bleach yeah all right man appreciate it sure mike thank you Three four five eleven forty. That's how you get through to the home show. Now, here's a home tip for you. Uh, my case, okay. My mattress. Uh, the reason I even have the mattress that I have, all right, is because my my mom moved. She asked if she could store some stuff in my back room, which I'm not using. So sure, use it for storage. What the heck? But my old mattress was shot, and so I was just kind of sleeping on the sofa. Went well, on a big deal, and I thought to myself. Self, you have a perfectly good bed and mattress and everything right there. Why are we going to leave it sitting while you're sleeping on the sofa? So I moved it into my bedroom, and I started using the bed and the, and the mattress. The mattress is too hard. Now, there's a lot of people who say, I want a good, firm mattress. If you're somebody like me, you have back problems, knee problems, hip problems. Yes, even at my age. You can't take the hard mattress. It, I'm, I'm in agony. I wake up in the morning just in agony. Now, to get the right mattress, most people go to mattress shop. 
They lay on a mattress, lay there for a couple minutes, get up, move to the next one. And the next one. And the next one. Here's the funny thing. Your body doesn't remember the first one once you hit the fourth one. You don't remember what it felt like. So you end up buying like your best guess based on, this feels all right. What do you think, honey? Okay, let's go with this one. There is a better way. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Steven in the West End. Good morning, Richard. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. If I was doing any better, there'd have to be two of me. There you go. <laughs> uh, put a water heater in for a friend out in Gooseland, and she has a well. And uh, due to her husband passing, you know, she's not home as much. She don't use her well as much or her water, but she claims she was getting odor from her hot water. And I told her just to put maybe a cup of bleach down in the well. Is that a nope. adequate? Nope. Nope. No, she's getting probably, is she, did she say it smells like uh, sulfur, like a rotten egg smell? Yeah, she just said it had a funny smell to it. You know, she can't explain it. I, have, I don't know. She just said, I guess it's a sulfury smell, yeah. Okay, so what's happening is the water in her well is reacting to the anode rod inside of the water heater. Right. Okay, so what you need to do is you need to contact the manufacturer of that water heater. They're all yes. very nice people. And you say... They- Huh? State? Oh, I love state. State's the best. Well, I'll use nothing else. Okay. Well, no, I'll put in an I'll put in an, uh, a uh, Bradford White in a heartbeat. Yeah. I will put in a Bradford White. But contact state, or you know what? Better just go to Vamac. All right. Tell them, look, I installed this state water heater. I'm getting this funky smell. I need the other anode rod, and they will send it to you for free. It's now, a metal rod, correct? It's not exactly metal. Um. And I honestly don't have the vocabulary to describe it. Okay. But it is, it's a, it's a, it's an elemental rod. Let's call it that. Okay. okay. I think one's made of magnesium. I don't remember what the other one's made out of, but it, in certain waters, you know, once it gets hot, it reacts and it gives you this funky smell and, okay. and Vamac will get you the part. Now you're going to need a breaker bar to get this thing loose. Right. right. Okay. Cause it is in there tight, but that should take care of the smell and it shouldn't cost you anything. All right, sir. Appreciate your help. Thanks very much. All yes, sir. Night. Steve, you have a good day. You too, buddy. Bye. Uh, three, four, five, eleven forty. Charles in Newport News. Hold on. I will get to you. I don't like rushing my listeners. We all know that. But back to the mattress thing really quickly. What you want to do is you want to find a mattress store that also offers an adjustable air bed. Not necessarily the air bed that you're thinking about. You know, there's the one that's, oh, you know, oh, that's all we sell here is that air bed. There are other brands out there. It's not, I'm not telling you to buy one. I just need you to lie on one. Because that way you can figure out exactly what mattress you and your significant other, or others, I'm pretty open-minded these days, uh, <laughs> needs And I will tell you all about that. My name is Richard McCann. I want you to follow me on Facebook. That's M-C-K-A-N-N also on Twitter, Uh, though I don't tweet very often, but it does stuff does get up there. Richard McCann on the home show. Three, four, five, eleven, forty is the phone number. We got a busy day jumping in. Charles in Newport News. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. We've got one of these thermostatically controlled fans up in the attic, and with all this heat, it's been running constantly about the last four days. Mm -hmm. 
And a neighbor of ours actually had a little bit of a fire in his attic. He's got an older home, um, but it started with that fan. And we had our roof replaced about seven or eight years ago, and they put in a new fan. But is there any type of preventive maintenance or anything that needs to be done to these things? Do they need to have any oil put on the shaft or anything like that? Not that I mean, not that I thing? know of. I mean, the old days of uh, oiling uh, motors, uh, I remember those days. But no, I mean, the, the exhaust fans, let's face it, they're not that expensive. Um, catching on fire, I've heard of that happening, but not often. Um, but I mean, I guess it's just the general stuff. Go up there with a can of compressed air and just blow out any dust or dirt that's collected on the fan, in the motor, and in the uh, thermostat itself. Okay. All right. But I wouldn't uh, do it right now. <laughs> no. No, the instant weight loss. Uh, yeah. You know, I, like I said, I remember about four or five years ago, we had a, like, one one long, like, 106 degrees for days on end, I lost, like, 35 pounds in a month. <laughs> and you gained it back within a week. Stop that. Thank you, Charles. Okay. All right, thank you. <laughs> no, it took a couple of years, but I gained it all back. And in Mechanicsville. Hello, Richard. Love your show. Listen oh, every Saturday. Thank you. Hey, listen, I have eight exterior doors on my home and the weather stripping on the bottom of the doors has dry rotted. The house was built in 2004, and a lot of the doors have a southern exposure on a brick home, and literally they've just disintegrated. And it's the company that manufactured the doors and windows of my home is um, based in Midlothian Spectrum, mm-hmm. and they went out of business or reorganized, and they no longer service or honor the warranties of the doors and windows. Uh, of course they don't. That they manufactured back in the early 2000s. And so, what, so you know, the west end of Henrico is filled with this manufacturer's product. Who do we call to get, you know, weather stripping? I mean, because these doors have to be taken off. The weather stripping is screwed into the bottom, and mm-hmm. they'll have to be rehung. Not just anybody can do that. So who do you recommend in Richmond who can service doors? You know what? I'm a... Uh... I was gonna. I, I was fully intending on saying you can do this yourself because, well, you can do it yourself. Uh, but it doesn't sound like you want to do it yourself. So let's do this. Call Aiky's Home Improvement. Who? Aiky. Oh, Aiky. Okay. Call up uh, him and say, "Look, I talked to Richard. I've got. How is it you have eight doors? It's a six thousand square foot home. Good goobly mooblies. My, you know what my father would say about that? I don't want to have to pay to heat that place. Um. <laughs> it's about $500 a month. Your father's ah! right. Ah! <laughs> yeah. You need all the help you can get then. Uh, yeah, talk to Kirk, and uh, he can probably come out there and redo those pretty quickly. I mean, it's not, a big de- it's not a big job. I mean, the doors are probably very heavy. I'm picturing metal. No, they're, they're wood doors with glass inserts in the middle. They're beautiful. I mean, it's, you know, it's a transitional-style home, but, you know, it's... It's a typical home maintenance thing. You need to replace those door sweeps. They've dry rotted, and they don't, they're not watertight anymore. When I power wash the house, you know, you can get some water underneath the door. It's, they, they just, it's a, yeah, just, just call Kirk. He'll take care of it. Thank you. Yes, and thank you. Bye. Bye. Didn't she have a lovely voice? Yes. I want Ann to call, call me at night and, like, read me a bedtime story. <laughs> okay, Richard, once upon a time, there was a boy named Jack. 
and Jack had a cow. I'd be a, I'd be out. Oh, done. Three, four, five, eleven, forty. Mike in Chesterfield. Yes, Richard. I have two questions. Okay. First off, we'll take that cow and we'll make some nice hamburgers out of it. <laughs> I have an old uh, refrigerator, and uh, from time to time I pull it out and vacuum the back of it, and it uh, helps as far as it cooling. Right. Uh, right now, I, I, my beer is uh, almost warm. Now, did you that- do you clean out underneath it? Yes. So the, the drip pan is all cleaned and wiped down? Yeah. The drip pan itself? There's a pan underneath that thing. If you're telling me that you're blowing out the coils on the back of the fridge, that means it's an old fridge. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, you have to keep those coils clean, but you also have to clean out underneath it, and there should be a drip pan there. What happens is, the, as the you know self defrosting, the water goes down into that pan, and then the heat from the coils uh, makes it uh, evaporate. Right. Okay. Got you. Now, right. here's the next thing. Where is that refrigerator? It is in my garage. <clears throat> There's your problem. I actually did. They're not designed to be in a garage. Well, it's done very well for 20 years in this garage. Okay, so right now what you're upset of is this 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 uh, refrigerator that's over 20 years old is not working. Yeah. Okay, so what would you expect me to say about an over 20-year-old refrigerator that's in a garage that's not well, working? <laughs> you've already helped me by saying pull the drip pan out. That's what I have not done yet. That's The a, next thing is to take it to the landfill. Yeah, well, and remember, you have to pay... At the landfill, they're going to have a specific place for you to put those things because what they do is they reclaim the Freon out of those. I, I realize that. Okay. I, I know exact, right, question number two. <laughs> okay. My daughter wants Daddy to come by. Uh, she bought a new dishwasher. Uh, she didn't buy it from some of these big warehouses, but she bought it from uh, – Somebody that sells more TVs than they do dishwashers. Okay. Paid $150 to have it installed. He came out to install it and said he can't install it because it has been hard piped. Now, I've never, ever seen a dishwasher hard pipe because you would, frankly, you wouldn't be able to get it in and you would not be able to get it out if it was hard piped. Uh, Correct? Well, have I seen a hard pipe? Is he talking about the waste or is he talking about the water supply? He's talking about the water supply. Okay, what he's saying is they use flexible copper to pipe it in, and he's being a lazy jerk. Bingo. Okay, that's, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm I'm going over to fix it. Yeah, in a little it, while. look, it, it is it amazes me how many people out there will say will come up with a, the wildest excuses in the world just because they don't really want to do it. I mean, <laughs> I putting in a dishwasher is it hard? No. Uh, is it fun? Absolutely not. I mean, it sucks to put in a, water, a, a dishwasher. Because yeah, I've you, done it. But what you're going to do is get rid of the the hard copper pipe, put in a valve just for it, and you need a flexible stainless steel supply for a dishwasher. Okay. All right. It might have even come with it, but that's what you're going to need to do. I got to go, Mike. Okay. You have a good one. Thank you, sir.
345-1140. That's how you get through to the Home Improvement Show with me, Richard McCann. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook and on Twitter. And we, uh, if you want to email me, it's richardmccann at hotmail.com. Pretty simple, as long as you know how to spell my name, which it's been 15 years, people. Really, you you don't know after all this time. Seriously. There's only one. That's the fun thing. If you ever meet somebody that spells their name the same way I do, chances are we're related. It could honestly be a thing. So <laughs> drop me an email. Send me a message on uh, on the old Facebook machine, whatever is best for you, or just call in at 345-1140. Uh, next hour, I'll finish up talking about buying a new mattress because there is a trick to it. And uh, hopefully I'll take some more of your calls. Oh, oh, that's right. It's hot. We'll have to talk about ways to try to protect ourselves from that. This is the News Radio 1140 WRVA Home Show with Richard McCann. You've got questions, he's got answers. You've got problems, he's got solutions. Call 345-1140 now. That's 345-1140. Now, here to solve the questions, conundrums, and riddles about home ownership is Richard McCann. Welcome to our number dose of the home show on News Radio 1140 WRVA. My name is Rich McCann, your humble home improvement guru. So happy to be with you on this scorching hot Saturday. It's uh, it's like 86 degrees, and I think it's a uh, what 200 percent humidity or something like that. You need gills. You need gills to walk around. Pretty short. Just terrible. I fought with so much fogging on my windshield coming into work this morning. From running your air conditioning? No, I I didn't I don't even I didn't even run my air conditioning this morning. I was like it was a little bit foggy just to start with. I was like, all right, I'll cut the defroster on, and I had it. I usually crank it up really high, and it just fogged up my entire windshield. Well, see, my uh, my vehicle, the battle wagon, uh, has incredible air conditioning. Lousy heat, lousy. In the in cold weather, it takes fifteen minutes for me to get heat, so I'm very chilly. But Air conditioning is amazing, and it's a single cab truck, which they don't make many of those anymore. So in the mornings, when I crank up the AC, it literally causes condensation to form on the outside of my glasses. So I mean, it just—it's—I <laughs> I it's, can't see out of my windows. I think it may be a problem with older trucks just generating heat because my truck is. What's your what's the year? I am driving an O2. Z seventy one off road. Okay, step side. I had a ninety nine Ram fifteen hundred, and uh, it would take it about five or ten minutes to uh, get get actual heat in it in the winter time. Like, I'd be halfway to school before I finally had heat in my truck. See, the best one I ever had as far as giving me heat was my seventy eight Nova. I had a seventy eight Nova four door, nothing flashy, but man, it would put out some heat quickly. And what you do is you just stand outside of it and lift the hood up and just stick your head over it. Well, actually, what I did, that car was given to me. And uh, later on down the road, uh, I had gotten another vehicle. And a friend of mine, she had, well, she'd gotten divorced. And she was a single mom. And she did not have a vehicle. So I gave her the Nova. You know, it was perfect for a grocery getter. That was a long time ago. Do you ever regret getting rid of it? I know this is going to sound weird. I try really hard to go through life with no regrets. You know, if you, that's just that's just more baggage to carry through my life. If I did something stupid, I try to make amends for it and not regret it. If I did something good, 
you know, and it cost me something. I'm not going to worry about it. So, no, I don't regret it. It was a nice vehicle. It did what it needed to do. But that person at that point in their life, they needed that vehicle far more than I did. And so, you know, it's good if you can help somebody out. I don't know whatever happened to it. It was a buddy. I mean, like I said, it was given to me and I gave it to somebody else. So, you know, help you all. Karma, dude. Karma's a beautiful thing. It'll all come back around in the end. Heck, I mean, it happened this, it happened Thursday. Thursday, the brakes on the battle wagon were shot. I mean, they were doing this number. You come up to a light and you heard, <laughs> when the homeless guy at the off ramp says, dude, you need new back brakes. You know you've got a problem. I had no place to do it. I didn't have my tools to do it. I called up a buddy of mine. He had one day off this week. One. What did he do? He spent the whole day helping me put brakes on the truck. No reason to except just being a buddy. So, yeah, karma's a beautiful thing. And as we've discussed between the shows, you decided to pick the hottest day of the week to put the brakes oh, on Oh, yeah, truck. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was pretty sure I was going to die. How are you not a piece of human jerky right now? Who's to say I'm not? This is a loose-fitting shirt. Point taken. <laughs> Three, four, five, eleven, four days of phone number. Now, earlier in the show, I was talking about mattresses. And these are this. Remember, this is a very important thing. This is like the most important piece of furniture in your house. People will spend thousands of dollars on a sofa. And we'll buy the cheapest mattress they can find. Now, let's say you're a total and complete potato. You might spend four hours sitting on your couch a day. You're going to spend a third of your life on a mattress. Now, mattresses are supposed to be changed every seven to eight years. Most people go way, way, way longer than that. They will they will wear out they'll lay on a mattress until it's like a giant divot. And I did that. Did so have I. I found out it was very bad for me. It's bad for your body. This thing is the most important piece of furniture in the house. People will spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a dining room set that you sit at for maybe thirty minutes a day, if. But they'll scrimp on the mattress. So here's the trick to getting the right mattress. I'm not talking brand. I am talking literally just getting a mattress that fits you and whoever your significant other is. You want to go someplace that has the adjustable beds, the air beds. And there's a couple different brands out there, so I don't care which one you get. But What you do is you lay down in it or on it and you lower it down to as low as it can go until you're literally like a squirrel in a nest. It's, that's how low you get this thing. And then slowly, a little bit at a time, I mean, you're going to take 10, 15 minutes, you increase the hardness of the mattress. A little harder, a little harder, a little harder. And then after a while, you're going to start feeling pressure. You're going to feel like somebody's putting a, a fist in the small of your back. Once you feel that, you've gone too far. You back off of it a little bit more, back off, and there you will find your happy spot. I know some people, they like what makes them happy is a slab of concrete. And I know some people that sleep like a gerbil. But make sure you get the right mattress because you're going to be laying on it for the next seven to eight years. And again, you spend a third of your life on it. Kurt and Bumpus. Hey, Richard. Hey, Kurt. Love your show. Thank you. 
Hey, got a question for you. Got a second home with a condition crawl space and just got up here the other day and in one of the AC return vents on the floor, there was like a ball that looked like insulation. Um, went under the crawl space looking for maybe a pest or something that might have gotten into the, you know, covering around the um, the tubing underneath there. Couldn't find anything. Could it be from anything else? Okay, so the return duct was damaged? No, no, no. Just the floor return duct had a bunch of, like a ball of insulation caught in it. Oh, you had a mouse or a rat. That's what I'm thinking. So I got underneath there first. I don't know how they got under the house, but I couldn't find where they had accessed that um, the material. Uh, well, see, here's the thing about a mouse. If, As the old saying goes, if they can fit their whiskers in, they can get in. So uh, okay. a, a hole a lot smarter, smaller than you think, a, a mouse okay. can literally, like, dislocate their bones right, okay. to get in wherever they want to go. Uh, what I would suggest is, one, get that out of there. You do not want that mouse uh, feces and urine blowing up into the house. No. That stuff is very, very dangerous. Okay. Uh, and what I would do after that is have an exterminator come in and put out some traps and have the whole place treated. Okay. Um, because so how do I just, I just suck that out of a vent with a? I mean, I removed it. Yeah, where shop it was caught in a vent with my hand. Yeah, shop vac, man. Drop it down in there, vacuum it okay. out. Because remember, okay. if it's if it's in a return, it's trying to pull it toward the uh, air handler. In fact, no, it's not in the return. It's returning it to the house. It's where it's blowing through the floor. Okay, so it's a supply. Supply. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, vacuum it out. Um, get an exterminator. And when's the last time that HVAC system was serviced? Uh, the time is now. Thank you. That's that's okay. all the answer I needed. <laughs> all right, thanks, Richard. All right, Kurt, be good. Thank Appreciate you. It. Kurt and Bumpus. I kind of like saying Bumpus. I don't know why. It feels like I'm getting away with something on the radio. I don't even know why it's called Bumpus. I'm sure someone will let me know. Richard McCann on News Radio 1140 WRVA. This is the home show. 345-1140 is the phone number. Jump on in. Steve in Sussex. Hey, how you doing, Richard? I'm good, Steve. What's up? Listen, I've got a uh, modular that I bought new and had installed in my on my property down in Sussex County about eight years ago. Okay. And the problem I'm having with it in the wintertime where the two halves of the house are joined, I get an eighth of an inch crack running the entire length of the house. Uh-huh. Summertime, it closes up. Yep. How can I eliminate that? Can't. I can't. No. What that? The house is flexing, dude. Yeah. Uh, because remember, I mean, there's no real center support to one of those things. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong. There's there's some of them out there that are built incredibly well, and some of them not quite as much. But it did have to be built well enough to drag, you know, be drugged down the highway on some tires. Sure. So you know, the eighth of an inch crack is something you could, you might be able to fill it. Uh, with like a flexible silicone in white that might okay. and that might flex back and forth enough that you don't see it but i think one of, this is one of those times you're probably just going to have to live with it either that or cover it with the fake beam or something <laughs> yeah you could do that absolutely you know that, oh. that would be that would work too okay thank you yes steve thank you um modular homes or what they used to call trailers or single wise or double wise they're, those things have changed drastically. I mean, back in the day, it was just a really quick, temporary, 
you know, form of living. It was you were supposed to get one of those things, live in it until you put away enough money to build a house. It's supposed to last mm, 20 years. Now they're being built even better and better and better. I remember installing one that was built up in Amish country. I'd have lived in that thing in a heartbeat. It was a great trailer. Three, four, five, eleven, forty. Uh, Blair and Bonaire. Hey, Richard. Good, good afternoon. Good morning. So uh, the good news is I fell in love with a with a Colonial Salt Box, nineteen seventy five house, and uh, they accepted our offer. The bad news is it's got aluminum wiring, um, and uh, so I bred up on it, you know, and and I know there's the there's the cheap fix. There's the good, better, best fix. Um, what do you recommend as far as, you know, getting in there and inspecting it? Um, I actually called your dad this morning. <laughs> He's going to call me back because I figure I need I need a master electrician to come in. Well, he is a master electrician, but he's probably going to tell you the same thing I'm going to tell you. Um, how about this? Uh, do, do you know what the secret to fighting really big guys is? Big guys? Yeah, big guys. Big, you know, big yeah. guys. You know what the secret to fighting big guys is? Yeah, you move quickly. Yeah, you, they're big. You leave them alone. The secret right. to the secret to aluminum wiring is you leave it alone. It's fine. Right. The, it's fine the way it is. The when aluminum wire gets a problem is when one people overload the receptacle that they're using. They just okay. put too many things on it. Has the service been upgraded? No. So it still has a fuse box in it. Um. Oh, actually, no. It no. It does have a panel. I I did look. Um, you know, I didn't do. We just went in and we loved the house, and we kind of said, okay, let's put an offer in pending inspection. Why can't I find customers like you? Every time I try to sell a house, they're like, well, let's look at another one. Um. Okay. The well, we looked at a lot. You know, we just love older houses. We we missed one other that. Um, you know, it, it's got an oil tank, which I'm a little concerned about. It also has a septic system, which I've never dealt with. But I think this is an adventure. It will be an adventure. And, uh, yeah, make sure that the – well, okay, before you uh, buy the house completely, make sure that they pump the septic system. Uh, yeah. Is the oil tank underground or above ground? It's buried. So, you know, we got to – I guess we got to test that too, right? You do? and But, see, here's the nice thing is the uh, the state of Virginia has a slush fund – for getting out oil tanks and reclaiming the earth around it. Uh, oh, okay. The downside is the copay is up to, I think, 1000 or 1200 bucks now versus what it used to be was like $500. So those are things, uh, to, keep, okay. those are things to keep into uh, in account. But aluminum wire is what you called about. Uh, the old man told me, and I've always said the same thing, as long as you don't mess with it, it's fine. It's when people start bending it and trying to replace, you know, receptacles and stuff like that. The more you fiddle right. uh, with those wires, it gets brittle and then causes problems. So right. Okay. Also, so if, if you don't see, like, the white powder all over the place, everything's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the, the oxidation, no, I don't – I rarely see it. And, two, if you do change out receptacles or switches, there are special receptacles and switches for aluminum wire. So okay, you, you want right. to make sure you get those. Now, there is a way to pigtail off of aluminum wire, yep. but you have to use a special wire nut, and you fill it with no-ox. Right. Okay, that's right. a gray putty goo stuff that keeps oxidation from happening. So uh, Yeah, I think I did that once at my kitchen. Um, 
at my commercial kitchen. Yeah, that's that's cool. Well, hopefully your dad will call me back this afternoon and we'll get him set up to come out and, and dig around, poke around the house. He knows what he's doing. And I'll tell you what, here's the really funny thing to me. When I took my classes to become a plumber, there was 20 of us in that class. There was 60 people in the electrician's class because guys didn't want to get, quote, unquote, dirty. And right. so there was a glut of electricians for the longest time. Now, finding one is like pulling chicken's teeth. Oh, wow. So... I, I'm sure he'll give you a call back and help you out. Hey, thanks a lot, Richard. Yeah, I just I love this house. You know, it's too bad. I guess the, the tail end of the aluminum was 1975, which is when they built this house. <laughs> uh, yeah, 75, 76, right in there. And the other thing, but make sure you, you know, a couple of things. Get a good home inspector. All right. The, some well, of these... that's why that's why I thought about calling you guys. Yeah, well, that would be a good inspection versus some of these knuckleheads out there. And uh, make sure they do a termite inspection. Yes, sir. All Thank right, you. Blair, go forth and home improve. Right on. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bought a house. Good for him. I mean, look, I think that's great, but there's a lot of hoops to jump through. He'll be fine, though. But aluminum wire, I got no problems with aluminum wire. I don't have any problems with old knob and tube wire. Pretty safe stuff if you really want to get down to it. But the aluminum wire, the you know, the thing was just don't mess with it. Leave it alone and don't overload it. That's uh, that's the big one right there. Oh, what? I got a power strip and uh, I've got 500 things tied into it. What's the big deal? Fortunately, if you think about it, some of the big power draws things we don't have anymore. Who really has a stereo in their house? Nobody has a VCR. And TVs aren't using near the power that they used to use, so actually we're in pretty good shape if you think about it. He'll be fine. Richard McCann on News Radio 1140 WRVA. This is the home show. 345 1140. I hope everybody staying cool. It's only July. Wait till August hits. <laughs> We are going. We're just going to be toast. Three, four, five, eleven, forty. Uh, Tracy. Hey, Richard. Hello, Tracy. Hey. I have more flea fatigue than I have hate fatigue. <laughs> it's it's a bad one this year. Every the the fleas didn't die when it got cold because it didn't get cold. It didn't get cold. I was going to ask you. I've heard you your plight, and I have bombed my house twice. Uh. I've treated my three cats. I have treated the yard. I'll, I'll tell you the product I used, and it worked great for about two days. Um, it was Andro Quick Kill. Okay. It worked great for about two days. I treated the whole yard. I have been using spray around the house. I still have fleas. Okay, so here's my question. Uh, Tracy, Do you're, you're, you're using the spray on your carpets, I take it. Yes. What you have to do is you have to take, what kind of vacuum cleaner do you have? Dirt Devil. Okay, so it's a can- canister. Canister, not a, perfect. Not a bag. Have you you need to vacuum? I did all that every single day. I've done that. I listened to you last weekend, and I thought, okay, that's what I'm missing. And I've, I'm almost convinced a pterodactyl. Well, I don't know about that because that would be much bigger. But uh, I've had <laughs> I've had one person suggest using borax. I uh, did that too. Oh my I goodness! Did the mattresses and the sofa, the chairs, the rugs, everything with borax. I did see online someone said to take the borax 
mix it with water and spray outside. But I don't know how that would work because the crystals are what kills the flea. So I'm just, I'm at a loss. I think we're, you, you know what, you and sadly, maybe me too. Are <laughs> my, at, cats don't, my cats don't go outside. Mine are all house cats. Mine, mine went outside once. That's all, That's it, all took. it took. That's all it took. Um, you and I both are in the same boat. I'm very close, very close to calling an exterminator. Well, my neighbor called an exterminator and had her yard sprayed because she has a dog that's outside. And she said they still got, they still have fleas. Mm. And she paid the big money to have the yard sprayed. Well, if she paid the big money, then they're supposed to come back. Cause there's yeah, a- well, they probably will, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I hadn't talked to her about it. But, I mean, it's just, it, I ain't near my life. And I grew up in South Carolina. I couldn't tell. <clears throat> Hey. Hey. Knock it off now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Tracy, but when you said dog, you lost me. <laughs> Have a good one, Richard. Thank Dang. you, Tracy. Bye. Bye. I'm from South Carolina. You don't say. <laughs> it's like when my one of my colleagues comes in and says, yo, Richard, how you doing, man? I'm like, yeah, New York. Three, four, five, eleven, forty. Mike in Chesterfield. Yes, it's at least she's not from Verona. Hey, and uh, she probably could get rid of the fleas if she got rid of the eight or ten dogs and cats she had in the house. No, no, yeah. no. We got to keep our pets, man. Oh, I'd, I'd that's, lose. That's do you know? I'll, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your question there, uh, okay, Mike? Okay, well, I didn't have a question. I had a statement. Nineteen seventy-nine. I'm an electrician. Uh, we had a test, and on the exam was the question about how do you fix the aluminum wiring versus, you know, the copper wiring. And, and we, what we used to do is go through every receptacle, every switch, make joints, use copper jumpers, and as long as you twisted them nice and tight, you could use the normal uh, wire nut because it's just like it breathes inside. It, it, it expands and contracts, expand, and everything is just fine. From that point on, Insurance company would cover it, and everything was everything was hunky dory. You know, though, I st- it doesn't cost me anything to put a little noox inside of that wire nut. Oh no, it does. And but- and I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of the ideal wire nuts, the beige ones. Yeah, we, the- I, I like the red ones. Mm. I like, you know, uh, a, a good wire nut is worth its weight in gold. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. See, the reason I like the beige ones is, one, you can fit quite a few wires underneath it, and you can tighten them down using your 516 nut driver. Okay. Well, you're, you're going to an extreme. I, I have a, a, a wrench with two fingers on the end of it, so okay. I don't have a problem getting them tight. I understand. Well, thanks, Mike. Not a problem. Three four five eleven forty. That's how you get through to the show. Now, okay, what he was saying: get rid of the pets. I'm going to tell a story, and it's true. Now, I was a young man. I was living by myself. I was all alone, and I was about six hundred miles north of where I am right now. Wait, no, four hundred fifty miles north of Richmond, and I was living. By myself, the reason I had moved in the first place, we had not worked out. And I didn't want to come home, so I got an apartment. I had a pretty good, decent job. No big deal, but I was by myself. And so my friend went on a trip to Florida. Uh, This is before 
cell phones. This is before the internet. Uh, basically, pagers were not even really a thing. They were kind of a thing, but not many people even had them. You know, so you're talking the early 90s. So off she went to do whatever it was. And she asked me if I would look after her cats. She had two. And so every morning I'd go over and check on the cats. That evening I'd go over and check on the cats. Two cats together can pretty much take care of each other for a couple, three days. After that, though, you really do need somebody checking in on them. So after about the, the, so the night of the third day, I went over to her apartment, which was about five blocks from my apartment, and the building was on fire. Somebody had done something stupid, and the building caught fire. And all I could think was, her cats are in there, and there's no way for me to get in there. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any way to contact her. There was no cell phones, no internet, no pagers, no email. And so I uh, I went home, and a couple of hours later, I go back, and the fire's out, and there's yellow tape around everything, and I say, okay, do not enter. And I slip past the tape, as one does. Now, fortunately, the fire was in the front part of the apartment building, and her apartment was in the the rear. And so I stepped over burnt, broken, and everything sooty until I got to her apartment, unlocked the door, and everything was perfect. The place was pristine. There was no damage whatsoever to the building and no damage to the kitty cats. So I pack the cats up. I go back to my house. No way to do anything. Could not reach her. And so I'm looking after the cats. That's when I realized that cats will hide in some of the most ridiculous places. You've Things you cannot even imagine, they will find a place to hide there. Because these two cats in a 600 square foot apartment, if that, it was probably more like 450 square feet, managed to hide so well that I tore the house to pieces, including tore down the ceiling. Until I finally found them. Now, they acclimated after a couple of days. They became my friends. And then after day five, I get a ding-dong at my door. I open the door, and here's my friend going, <sighs> you know, that, that level of crying where you're not even crying. You just can't even hold, catch your breath. My apartment burned. I'm like, everything is fine. And all I could do was take her in, set her down, and I put both of her cats on her lap. After about 15 minutes or so, she calmed down. Now, it took her a long time to find another apartment, and those two kitty cats stayed with me for about three months. Three months, I was in my apartment with two two cats. Wasn't raised with cats. My mom didn't like cats, but they were there, and it was better. Life was better for me. I admit it, earlier on, I was pretty lonely. I had friends, but coming home to an empty place... Kind of sucks. And so after three months, she found a new apartment and she came and got her cats. Went back to the apartment. She was very happy. They were happy. And Richard sat there and went, well, this sucks. It was just the whole house was just not the same 
without something scurrying around in there. So, you know, people say, you know, yeah, you know, you're going to have problems. You're going to, you're, the cat's going to make a mess. You're going to have to clean a litter box. The dog has to be walked. All these things. I get it. They're, you know, they're the downsides. But the upside is it really wasn't a home when it was just by myself. I wait, I waited one week and went and adopted my first stray cat from the North Shore Animal League. Since then, I've adopted three different cats, four different cats. Sure, they've all caused problems. They all cause things I got to clean up. But uh, you know what? I come home to a house that's not empty. There's a little bit of life in there, and it does make all the difference in the world. So, you know, that's why I put up with it. That's why I think everybody puts up with it. Let's face it. It's kind of silly to have a pet, something that's eating and pooping and causing a mess and You just get to clean it up. Rich McCann on News Radio 1140 WRVA. This is the home show. 345 1140's phone number. Dennis in Verina. Hello. Hello. I'm calling for, I'm trying to find out who can give me a new railing on my front porch. What's wrong with the old railing on your front porch? Well, it's made of wood. Okay. And it's rotten. Okay. Have you it's, considered doing it yourself? I have sort of considered doing it myself. The 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 uh, wooden post that the railing runs into. Yes. Are wrapped in aluminum. Okay. And when the railing goes down the steps, there's a screw coming up out of the step, and the post is sort of screwed down onto it. Instead of being in the dirt. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, if if you want to do it yourself, the vinyl stuff that you can buy at the home improvement shop is really easy to install. Uh, which, which home improvement place would that be? Like Lowe's and Home Depot? Yeah, your big box stores. Yeah, it's the kind of it's white and it has a ball on top of the post. Yeah, you got it. Or you could call Aki's Home Improvement. They advertise with us. I've seen their work. It's really nice. Oh, uh, what's the name of those people? Aki. A-G? I'm going to give you over to uh, my producer. He's going to get you the info, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't... Uh, to Kirk Aki out there, um, buddy, let's change the name of your company to something easier for people to hear on the radio. What do you think? You like that idea? Maybe not. I don't know. I saw your billboard. I, I smiled. Okay, there you go. Uh, wrap up a few things right here on The Home Show because uh, we are just about out of time. So if you have a question, query, conundrum, riddle, you best jump on in now because this is the end of it pretty much. Uh, I'm going to see if I can cover a few things that people uh, wanted to ask me on Facebook. Using corner graph wall surrounds by Kohler for replacing an old acrylic shower unit. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't. I know that there's a bunch of new systems out there, wall systems, that are very durable, very easy to put up, and you just glue them. But if I was going to redo an old tub, I'd probably save my money and have Miracle Method come out and resurface the tub. Basically, between Miracle Method and a new company that's going to be joining us here on the home show in the next couple of weeks, not months, weeks, we're essentially going to be able to, with just two of the sponsors, re 
model a kitchen and a bathroom at the same time and have it completed in the matter of days without ripping out the cabinets, without ripping out the countertops, without ripping out the tub, redo bathrooms and kitchens in days and about a third of the cost of ripping it out and starting from scratch. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, let me see. Sean wrote in, Richard, Freon is a brand name. Okay. You know, it's like anything else, though. We started with it, you know, the, that was the original brand name, and now it's, you know, refrigerant is known as Freon. I thought Freon was an element. There is an element Freon, isn't there? I believe there is. I know. Uh, it's been too long for since Earth Science, so you're going to have to look that one up for me. Um, let me see. Uh, Richard, you moved a hot water heater for me from my crawl space closer to the kitchen to my garage. Good. Okay. Uh, anything to get a, I'll do anything to get a water heater out of a crawl space. I know plenty of people that say, you can stick it up underneath there. That's good, isn't it? No, it's really not. We were wrong. Freon is not an element. It is a chemical compound. Okay. Thank you. Well, you know, it's like you, you don't copy something. You didn't copy something. You Xeroxed it, you know. You didn't get in a hot tub. You got in a jacuzzi. Freon's just refrigerant. Same thing. Okay, so uh, I moved a, ref- a water heater to his garage. Cool. It takes a long time to get hot water in the kitchen. I've seen small systems at the big box store that looks like a small reserve hot water heater that's supposed to give you instant hot water. Are you familiar with them, and do they work? Okay. One of the biggest complaints I hear from people is it takes too long to get the hot water uh, to X part of my house. What can I do about it? Well, one, what he's talking about, the little small hot water tank that goes up under a sink is called an Insta-Hot. They have been around for decades. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a little one-gallon water heater that you plug into a, a 110-volt uh, receptacle. It will make hot water, but it makes enough to make, I don't know, a cup of tea. Uh, it, it, Maybe some oodles of noodles. You know what I'm saying? It's not making a huge amount of uh, hot water. So, no, it doesn't really supplement the fact that the hot water is in the water heater and you're away from it. What I have seen, what I do like, and they're really, really clever, is these new inline circulators. See, so it used to be your really high-end houses, your way-up-there houses, would have three pipes running through the house. Cold water, hot water, and hot water return. And what they would do is they would put a circulating pump on the water heater so that the hot water is circulating through the loop into the house during certain times of the day, sometimes all day. So no matter where you turned on the hot water, boop, it's hot. It's right there that second. Now, a couple of years ago, I say a couple, it's more like, like at this point, 10 they came out with a circulating pump. Now, the nice thing about this pump is it would pull hot water from the water heater and push it back into the cold water system. Awesome. It used the cold water as the loop. If you turned on the cold water, you would get a little blast of hot and then it's cold. But if you turned on the hot water, it's hot and it's hot right now. Now, they have a timer on it so that you could set it during certain for certain parts of the day, I like to take my shower at 7 o'clock. Boom, set it for 7 o'clock, it turns on. 
Now, the neater ones, the ones that were really, really fun uh, for your much larger houses, because this was a small pump, it could only do so big of a space. Once you got, you know, a couple hundred feet away, it doesn't have the oof to get the water to you and get it back. So you had to put in a much bigger pump. I put one in for my buddy Ernest. And what was super cool about this thing is it had a motion sensor. So the pump was in the kitchen, but the motion sensor was in the master bathroom. So he would get up in the morning, just like everybody else. Where's the first place you go? Bathroom. And as soon as he would get up and walk into the bathroom, the motion sensor would go off, which on the other end of the house would light up the circulating pump. And next thing you know, he's got hot water instant right there wherever he is. Well, he was in the men's, is the uh, master bathroom. It also had a, a switch, so if he was in the kitchen, he could just hit a button, it would bring on the pump, and it would bring hot water to the kitchen. And the neat part is it had a thermostat inside of it, so once the hot water was hot, it would turn itself off. It wouldn't just sit there and pump and pump and pump. So, yeah, that's the option I would go with. And uh, Tracy Garland said, uh, can you talk about container homes? Yes and no. They're very cool. I like container houses. Uh, it's a very inexpensive way to buy a house. Those containers can be as little as three grand. You put two of them together, three of them, four of them, ten of them, you've got a huge house and stable and strong. Then you just decorate them however you want inside. Oh, me, that has been a home improvement show, boys and girls. It has been fun. Uh, I have had a great time today. I'm glad uh, that for everybody that called in, Thank you very much. Uh, everybody that wrote in, remind you, follow me on Facebook and on Twitter. We plan on having the podcast up soon. We've been having a little snafu with our software. And I'm going to have to talk to somebody about it. We're going to get it done. That is a home show. And the can burn to a disc and put neatly in a shoebox underneath my mama's bed. I want to thank uh, producer Kyle for being the producer with the mostest. Uh, Mr. Gary for covering all the news. Everybody that called in, thank you so much. Uh, because your calls do help the show. I can't, You don't want to sit here and just listen to me babble on and on and on, do you? I will be here next Saturday, 6 to 8, 10 till noon, hosting The Home Show. Now, I got to go to work. See you next week. <laughs>